welcome everybody to episode 47 of SB Unfurled and Friends. Lil Von X here with SB Unfurled. Not the way we want to go into the HN tournament. Bonnie's have lost six in their last seven. How are you? How are you feeling about this team right now? It, it was it was a bad bad performance Saturday. Um, I, I thought it was just another winnable game. Uh, there's been a few. We kind of touched on this in the last episode. Games like. Uh, I thought Rhode Island really winnable, um, Duquesne, Loyola. There are a couple others in the non-league slate. I thought this one, I, I wasn't impressed by UMass. I just thought that we, like I said, uh, I, I posted on Twitter, just shot ourselves in the foot one too many times. The the turnovers, not taking care of the ball, um, giving up 19 offensive rebounds, letting them get to the line as much as they did. I think those, those things have been the reasons we've lost quite a few games this year, um, the turnovers and the fouling like that, those two things combined, we, you know, field goal wise and three point wise, we're kind of on par with these teams. It even happened in the Davidson game in the regular season. You look at like some of the stats and they're pretty similar, but when you put teams on the line as much as we do, and you have so many turnovers, it's really, really tough to close out some of these games. Yeah, you're right. I, <clears throat> yeah, you're right. I thought it was all about the the turnovers, all about the foul trouble, and that big offensive stretch where they scored four points in like 11 minutes. That was terrible. Yeah, yeah that was They bad. cannot do that on Wednesday if they want to go forward. Um, yeah, I think that's – I think it's I think it's a tough spot. I think um, – I just don't think I don't I don't I don't see how they're gonna. You you hate you hate this matchup. You you always hate the Davidson. Matchup. I hate you, Davidson we, so much. We both do. We both do. These I high hate school the... musical guys. These <laughs> high school musical looking guys. You they hate just... Davidson's matchup. I I, yeah. I do too. But they dribble yeah. the ball by like like dribbling the top of the ball. Like they they just I don't know. I yeah. don't I don't I don't know. They're like they're like chess passing and they and they always do well against us. Yeah they're yeah a they're matchup. They're really crisp, and I think McKillop's son's going to figure it out. They had, and they're kind of peaking at the right time a bit, and I think we're obviously not. We're kind of tail spinning out a little bit here, six of seven that we've lost. Um, and then they have Lawyer, who's maybe first or second team, all A10, we'll find out soon. But um, Menenga's tough inside, and, you know, I, I just think it might not be as bad of a first half as we had when we were down there in North Carolina, but. Um, it isn't a great matchup. I never liked Davidson and I never liked VCU for very, very different reasons. Um, but yeah, I mean, even it, it's not, it's not the best feeling I've had going into the A-10 tournament. It's the worst feeling I've had in a while, just based on how we've played. And then the two teams potentially ahead of us. Yeah. And I'm just looking at the stats from, from Saturday with, at UMass. It's, I mean, Banks didn't really have a good game. He got he had nine points, but he had five fouls. And that's and five I mean, turnovers. Once, and five turnovers. Like once he fouled out, I knew that game was over. Yeah. Um I mean, other than that, I mean I, I was impressed with Moses Flowers. Moses Flowers had a pretty good game. Um he kept us in it towards the end down the stretch. But um other than that, I th- I thought it was a pretty pretty poor performance all around. Yeah, I mean Venning Venning and Flowers uh I thought Venning seven of thirteen from the field. Uh, he was really good at the line. He also fouled out, but he had eighteen points. Him and yeah, him and Flowers were fine, um, but you need more than that, you know. Like the the guard play was not very good. So, uh, and against a team like Davidson on both sides of the ball, you have to be 
yeah, Davidson isn't a team that's going to turn you over, not to keep jumping ahead to them. I just don't want to revisit that UMass game, but they're not going to really turn you over so much, but you really have to be um, on point on defense. Every assignment has to be there. Everything has to be crisp. You got to communicate. They just move around so much. And that's, that's not really what UMass does at all. So, you know, there's, there's some things to, to fix and we're 31 games in, but um, I don't know, not, not so optimistic right now. That's not to say we can't turn around. We, there's been years in the past where teams have just turned a corner at the right time. Um, we did it after a skid in the middle of the season to start that three game win streak. But um, I don't think many fans are, are super optimistic heading into this, uh, this tournament. No, I don't think we are, especially playing Davidson. I just think, that's always such a terrible matchup. I, I don't know what it is about them. They just, <laughs> those high school musical kids always like just hit a bunch of random threes against us. But I, I want to say I, I was pretty impressed with um, Moses flowers on Saturday. And I think that'll be important for, for, for this tournament. If you know, they want to advance past Wednesday because they're going to need uh, another scoring threat beyond banks and Venning. Yeah, and I, I think Farrell can be that guy too. Um, you know, Farrell will find out him soon as well with him if he'll be a ten rookie of the year. I think it's probably between him and um, R.J. Lewis, who he was matched up against a little bit on uh, Saturday. But um, I, I think I could see Farrell getting hot. You know, I I want Farrell to take at least ten shots a game, um, making sure you run stuff where he can find good looks. But yeah, I I thought Flowers played really well. Um, Venning's really been the consistent guy, and I think he's going to be big because um, Davidson has a solid front court. They have that Skogman kid who transferred from SUNY Amherst who can step out and hit threes. Menenga's really tough inside. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this game, the forwards have been consistent. We really need our guards to be able to step up and match what Lawyer and Huffman and the guys on Davidson can do. Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's going to be hard to – get that big advantage down low. Cause like you said, Skogman and Menenga are really big and they can do a fairly good job on venting and containing him. So it's going to have to be banks. It's going to have to be flowers. It's going to have to be Luke or Rumpel to step up and, and take over on, on the guard positions. Because if we look at Davidson, they're pretty much led by Menenga and foster lawyer and foster lawyer. He had 33 points on Saturday night against Rody. And yeah. I expect him to probably score 33 points against us. <laughs> well, he had 27 against us down there. Menenga had 24. Exactly. Um, like he, yeah. I mean, lawyer, he gets to, he, he found ways. He was nine of nine from the, the free throw line, four of six from three. Menenga was getting to the line quite a bit. He didn't, he only hit three, but you know, those two guys um, and Schmidt says this too, we have to stop the knowns, which, you know, lawyer, is one of their best players. You know, Menenga is probably their second best player. You have to stop those known quantities like we have done in years past. Um, and then let those other third or fourth options beat you. That's, that's what Schmidt wants us to do. He wants us to turn over 10 or less times a game, win the rebound battle, stop the knowns, stuff like that. Those are things that we definitely haven't really been doing in the last, in this, you know, seven game skid here. It's just hard to think about how they can match up with those five because if you look past Davidson's, 
I mean, not starting five because Skogman doesn't start. But if you look past those six, like Davidson has no depth. And you would think, you would hope that we would be able to uh, handle them. But I'm, I'm worried. I, I, I didn't like what I saw in that last matchup against them. No, and I thought, you know, the, the first half especially was really bad. I thought we played okay in the second in the second half, but that we got in such a hole. I think it was like 40 to 20. Um, we just, it looked all uncompetitive, really just no, uh, no energy. And, uh, man, they, they really make you pay. I feel like when our offense isn't in rhythm, it does affect our defense on the other end. And that's common among teams. You know, once you see our offense clicking, the, the body language gets better and we really lock in on D, but sometimes teams, if, if they're having an off night shooting it, translates to the other end it's tough to lock in on both ends um and that's kind of what happened in the first half against Davidson so you can't you just can't get into a hole against these guys uh Davidson you mentioned their bench um they use their bench almost as little as we do they're like 300 and something in the country in bench minutes so they're not deep either um I really kind of like venting offensively inside in this matchup Davidson isn't the greatest uh, interior defensive team. Um, they're last in blocks of any team in like the last 10 or 15 years. Um, so I think if if there's one matchup I, I'm kind of okay with, I want to see Venning get some work in. But um, guys got to move off the ball too when he gets it. I, I don't like when we just dump it down to him and just stand around and let him, you know, do his, his post work, uh, you know, when guys cut or guys, you know, slip open outside, give him some options to pass out of the post because some too often we just dump it in and then just watch him kind of go to work. Yeah. You'll see him back somebody down for like eight to 10 seconds and then <laughs> yeah. make it. Maybe he won't, but there's not that that's when the <laughs> offense grinds to a complete halt. And it's good that he is a very good offensive threat. I think he's a better offensive player than Oshun, but that really bogs down the offense unless he makes it. Yeah. Um, and another part of that too, like you have to have spacing some, especially earlier in the year, I felt like there wasn't great spacing and some guys are playing like outside the offense. I just want to see us be able to run stuff for banks, get him open, be able to get Jan some good looks. Um, and you know, that's on Luke and Rumple to be able to facilitate and get us into the offense. It seems like we just play at such a frenetic pace um, sometimes we play, it almost seems like we play at a slow pace, but it's, we do it so quickly that it gets us into binds. If that makes sense. Like we don't have that many possessions a game, but within our possessions, we're playing so frantic and frenetic sometimes. And I, I think that leads to the turnovers and some timing being off in certain places. So, you know, it's, it's going to be on, Rumple and Luke to be able to take care of the ball and get us into into some sets, get us some nice looks. It's a good team to be able to do it against, especially if you know you have whoever wins as VCU waiting. So um, it's not like Lawyer or some of these other Davidson guards are pickpockets, and they're not going to really, really you know be up in you. So. Um, I want to see, yeah, I want to see Luke and Rumpel be able to get things kicked off for us. That kind of leads in what I was about to ask. Who do you want to emerge as like a, a big X factor in this tournament? Because obviously Banks and Venning are the two focal points, but 
somebody else is going to have to step up because I don't think it's going to be enough for those two. So who do you want to hmm. emerge? Well, yeah, I mean, we've seen Farrell and Venning. Be, our forwards have been pretty good. Um, Moses has been, you know, fine in the three spot. I think Evans gives us decent minutes. Banks has been hot and cold. In, in our last episode, we talked about his splits, his home shooting in the Riley Center versus away from the Riley Center. Um, so he could be a key. But my, if I had to pick a number one, it would have to be Luke because I just I think if if the point guard play isn't there, if there's too many turnovers, if if we can't get into a rhythm and there aren't consistent sets, and um, you know that, like I said, can trickle over into the defensive end. So I I think it has to be Luke, and he's matched up also against Lawyer. Um, so defensively and offensively, Lawyer has gone off like you just said for 33. He had 27 against us. He's one of the best offensive guards in the entire league. Um, so Luke on both ends, it's going to have to begin and end with him. I think the pieces can fall into place if he has a good game. Yeah, Luke is more talented than Rumple and Flowers. I think we've seen that throughout most of the season. I think um, Schmidt didn't really rely on Rumple that much against UMass because the matchup and Banks getting into foul trouble, he needed to rely on Luke more. But that shows he still has some trust in Luke. And Luke didn't have like the craziest game, but he still scored 11 points and he had six assists, which is something you want to see out of him. That's if he gets 11 points and six assists, that's more than enough. Yeah. And I mean, he didn't play like bad against Davidson. I don't think he only had one turnover. He had three assists. Um, He had two threes. So he had an okay game. He did what he needed to do. I thought against Davidson, Um, there were just some, some other spots and then getting into that early hole uh, that we, we definitely can't do, but yeah, I I think Luke and then rumple off the bench are that point guard spot is going to possibly make or break. uh, If we can even, uh, you know, have a, have a fighting chance in the final minutes against a Davidson team who will go into stretches where they'll hit a bunch of threes in succession. Um, Lawyer will have good stretches. You have to be able to weather those punches and be able to battle back. And that begins and ends with point guard and, you know, composure and being able to control the pace a little bit more. Yeah. Going back to that matchup, I think it was really up to lawyer and Menenga because Lawyer Meninga had 51 total points out of their 74. <laughs> like we had 61 points and those two had 51. So it was really those two taking over for Davidson. And we have to avoid that happening again because, you know, Foster Lawyer, like we said, he's very good. He's very talented um, up front. And Meninga is a little bit shorter than like Venning, but he's also like more of a slashing four. And he can also um, he can create problems for us on defense. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, you know, Davidson kind of started off the year a little shaky, and I feel like they have started to find a rhythm. Um, so I don't know. I I, I don't feel great about it. Um, they've won four of their last five games. They beat Duquesne, they beat Rhode Island, they beat us, they beat St. Joe. So some of those teams that are kind of in our tier, so to speak, and then they lost a, a pretty close one to George Washington. So they've been playing pretty well. They were four and nine at one point. It looked like they were destined for a pillow fight. All of a sudden they're they're eight and ten. Um and they're on the 
they're going to be wearing white. They're going to be wearing white um, on Wednesday against us. So um, that's tough fine. I like our brown jerseys. It. I like our brown I like jerseys our brown. more than our gray jerseys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I the brown and white is what I. Gray is good once in a while. Wear it on neutral site games like that Notre Dame game. Wear it for 80s weekend because it has that 80s script. Wear it three or four times a year. But I feel like they do it where if they win in it, they just keep wearing it. They did that in like 2018 when they won in gray and they just kept winning and winning. So they just kept wearing it. So I think there's a little superstition there. But I like the white and the brown. Yeah, me too. But they'll be wearing brown even if they beat Davidson and play VCU because VCU is, of course, the one seed. When you look at the tournament at large, like what are you expecting out of this? Because it, I think it's going to be chaos. I think we're all expecting it to be chaos. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. I, I I picked Vortum over VCU in my uh, A10 talk bracket challenge. Um, what, do you, what do you expect out of yeah. this tournament in general? Well, usually when we go into it, we we think we have a good grasp on what's going to happen, and then it totally goes haywire. And uh, I think I saw we won it as a one seed. There haven't been many one seeds to win this thing in the last 10, 15, 20 years. I think I saw the other day, too, that no two seed has ever won. Um, really? So Dayton, yeah, and, and Dayton hasn't won the A-10 tournament ever, I don't think, right? Which is crazy. No, they won it. They won it like back in like the two thousands, but they haven't won it. In Did like, they? It's been they a haven't long. Won it, they haven't won it in like ten plus years. Yeah, and of course the COVID year they probably would have, but who knows? Maybe, maybe not. Um, so every year we think we have a decent grasp on what's going to happen. I'm usually somewhat confident in my picks going into the tournament. This year, yeah, you're right. I have. It's it, it seems like every game throughout the season has been a coin flip. Um, the Bonnies are right in the middle of the conference and they beat the two best teams, but they lost to the two worst teams in the conference, the three worst teams, really. So um, who knows? You could flip a coin almost every game, it seems like. Um, your guess is as good as mine. I, I really have no clue. I, I If the Bonnies got to the semifinals, beat Davidson and VCU, two pretty bad matchups the way we've been playing, I would be shocked. But, you know, something similar happened about 10 years ago when Gathers hit a buzzer beater to beat St. Louis. So who knows? Yeah, you're right. I think uh, Baby Unfurled there agrees with you. I heard heard him uh, chiming in. He's, he's he, in he the corner, he's yeah. Crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's not happy. His mobile thing stopped moving, so he's just staring up at a, a frozen giraffe right now. He, but he's he laughing about it. He pooped his diaper. He did. Oh, I, I, gonna be a shit I just, <laughs> I just changed his diaper. Yeah, it was, it was not good. It was not good. He, he went to five games this year. He's four and one. That's good. That's oh, good. Not, not I haven't bad. Seen a yeah. One yet in person. <laughs> well, you go to the away games. I go to the home games. That's why. right. That's true. Well, I'll be there Wednesday. So hopefully they can, <laughs> they can pull that one out. Yeah. By the way, Dayton hasn't won since two thousand three. So it's, it's their twenty year. Jesus, anniversary. that yeah, is crazy. crazy. That is crazy. I mean, yeah, all the team, the good teams they've had, and that's been a, a talking point amongst their fans. So, um, I, I think they're the odds-on favorite right now, like a forty percent chance to win the thing. VCU's second, um, and then I think St. Louis is like a distant third. Bonnie's less right. than a one percent chance. It's like point nine nine percent chance <laughs> to win the tournament. And it's, what's crazy too is Dayton's only made the final three times since two thousand three. And all three were losses, of course, but they haven't made it since 2015. Wow. So that's wow. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, they obviously would have, you know, 
unless there was a shock upset, they would have won 2020. But that's still mm-hmm. crazy that they haven't been there in that long. It is. But yeah, I, I think I think um, I think VCU's got a good chance. I personally think George Washington is going to be a team that can get hot. I think James Bishop has been like nuclear hot for the past month, and I I could see him, you know, roasting a big a, a bad um, St. Joe's defense, and then playing against Dayton, and Dayton's coming in cold and just keeping the momentum going. So I got I got GW beating Dayton as my that's one of my biggest upsets, along with uh, Rhodey beating Duquesne. Ooh, Rhodey over Duquesne, I like it. Yeah, um, I don't th- I, I don't know if it's going to be Rhodey or LaSalle, but I think whoever wins that game will beat Duquesne. I'm I'm pretty. Let me pull this bracket. Let me pull this bracket up first. Yeah. Before well, I, make I think any... I think I don't get why Rhodey's been so bad. Here we I've, go. I've I've seen quite a bit of their games, unfortunately, and um, I mean I think they have some I think they have some good talent. Xavier um, Xavier Tillman played for them before. Um, oh oh um, Ishmael Legat is who mm, I was thinking. Yeah, of. he's been good. Ishmael Legat has been incredible for them. I'm more than happy whenever Archie Miller fails, but um. Yeah, uh, so I'm looking at the bracket now, and I put out a bracket that has not only where, like the teams that are playing in in their set spots, but also like a projection. So who are you most likely to see in the future rounds? How likely are you to see Fordham or Duquesne against Davidson, or how likely are you to see St. Joe's or George Ma- or St. Louis or George Mason against VCU? So it's kind of a good visual to show you like where the projections are right now of who you're most likely to see in the future. Um, so if you say you had, who did you have in your finals? I got, I got Fordham over VCU. I, I can't put, I can't bring myself to pick VCU. Um, Fordham over VCU. Okay. I got Fordham over VCU. Yeah. So VCU is the most likely team to get there from the top half. Fordham's the second most likely to get there from the bottom half. That's a, that's a pretty good pick with the Fordham kind of wrinkle in there. Um, so I, if I had to pick a dark horse, Mason's Mason has impressed me. I think they're improving. I think Oduro's the second best big in the league, maybe the second best player in the league. And then that polite point guard they have has been really good. I think he's maybe the most improved player in the league. I was looking at that recently. So when you have a, a solid point guard, big man combo, um, they're one of the only teams in the league probably to have that. Like Malachi Smith has been pretty hurt. Um, this year. So he's been off. He's been really off and on. Uh, so if he gets healthy, I think Dayton has a really good point guard, big man combo in Holmes and Smith, but um, there aren't too many really. And we're facing one Wednesday too. Like I know Menenga is not a true center, but um, they have a, a really good point guard, big man combo. So I, I would look to that if you want. And when I do that, I think Mason could maybe have some upsets. I think they I think they can beat I they they'll have a pretty weak matchup in round two. Richmond has not impressed me lately, UMass either. And then I think they can beat St. Louis. Um and then past that it's tough to say. VCU probably will be there, but you never know. Wow, you and I completely disagree on George Mason. <laughs> I actually have Richmond upsetting George Mason. Okay, I think Richmond. Wow. I think Richmond's got too much talent, I, and I I haven't been that impressed seeing George Mason a lot this year. Like I know they've been they've been consistently decent, but I I've not seen them like take any like next step. Like even we've beaten VCU and beaten Dayton at home. Like we've taken that next step at times. I haven't really seen that out of George Mason. Um, so, I mean, they beat Dayton on the road, I guess. So that, that might be one indication, but 
overall, I really have not been very impressed with George Mason. So I think Tyler Burton is going to get Richmond past past Mason. <laughs> you probably didn't watch that Mason Richmond game, did you? Saturday. No, I did not. Those two teams that we're talking about played very low scoring, pretty ugly game. It was 62-60, George Mason. You probably saw the ending of it at least. Um, I think it was Devontae Gaines who had a steal. Like Mason controlled the entire game. They were up 18, maybe even 20 on Richmond. It looked like they were going to blow them out. Richmond came all the way back. Um, I think it was Gaines had a steal in – took it coast to coast for a layup to put them up to Richmond had a chance to win at the end. I was, I mean, I, I thought Mason controlled the game and I like seeing a third score be able to step up there and, in gains. I haven't really watched a ton of Mason this year. I've watched him probably four or five times, but the games, I guess the games I have watched them, I've just really been impressed by polite and Oduro as well. So maybe my opinion is skewed based on the games I've seen. I don't know. <laughs> Well, maybe my opinion is skewed about hating Duquesne. That's why I picked Rodeo over Duquesne. True. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't like either. I don't like either. <laughs> oh, I, like Rody, the, I like Rodeo more than Duquesne. I hate Duquesne. I just hate them. I just, <laughs> so, I just, I'm, I just I'm don't so like glad they. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm so glad they um, laid a turret against Fordham and didn't get the double bye because yeah. Duquesne is never for real, as we've talked about extensively. You think they're for real, but they're not. Mm-hmm. One final Fordham message. Yeah, Fordham is more real this year. But do you have one final message to everybody as we get ready for eight tens? I'll be down there Wednesday. We'll see. Hopefully, people will be joining either Wednesday, Thursday. Hopefully, we can make it to Saturday and I can see people down there. But would you have one final message to Bonna Nation as we get ready for Wednesday? Um. Well, if you can find, I, I hate the eleven thirty start. If you can find a way to uh, skip out, take a half day. Um. Don't be afraid to crack one open before noon. <laughs> hey it's brunch what, what's the difference between a right. sunday brunch and, and wednesday brunch right it's an 11th yeah an 11 30 a.m wednesday it don't feel bad about it anything goes days and the time it's like christmas break when like days don't really matter and out like time right. isn't, doesn't really exist that's the a10 tournament it's like that chris that week between christmas and new year's where time just doesn't exist you can do anything anywhere really and no one will be no one will think it's weird um, that's like the A10 tournament for me. So tip from tip off of the pillow fight through Sunday, really anything goes, don't be ashamed to crack one open at a weird time. It's a beautiful time of year. It's yeah. March madness. You know, madness is the point of the game and maybe we can make some madness happen by getting past Davidson and VCU and getting to Saturday. But if not, I think the groundwork has been laid for next season and trying to improve yeah. off of having zero points returning and having we got, more than yeah. zero points returning next year. <laughs> we got some pieces to build around for sure. Um, pretty young. I, I like some of the pieces we have and we'll get into that at a later podcast, but let's hope to, to see a, a final little run here in us. We hope so. I hope so too. Thank you all so much again for joining us here on SB unfurled and friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at SB unfurled at little X. Reach out to me if you're going to Brooklyn on Wednesday because I don't like this new schedule for the tournament and how mm-hmm. games are a day early and that whole stupid Friday by day. Hopefully we can see more people down there Wednesday and Thursday and hopefully the Bonnies make it to Saturday and we have another fun weekend in Brooklyn because it's been a while. So thank you all mm-hmm. again so much for joining us here. And be sure to also follow us on your favorite podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, you know, where, you know, wherever you're listening to us right now. So... Be sure to follow us, and we'll be back later. We'll see you then.
Yeah.